It's February 12th, 2010, and you're listening to the Architecture Happy Hour. I'm Larry. And I'm Laura. It's a two-drink minimum, so grab your glass and let's get started. If you were with us last time, you know that we were talking about Architecture Marketing 101, and we got into networking and forming business alliances. And if you weren't with us last time, you may want to go back and listen to that podcast. For this podcast, we wanted to continue with that discussion and talk about social media, community involvement, and becoming a resource for your community. We're talking about marketing, and actually we're talking about marketing from our own experience over this last year, because we have just decided to launch HPD out into the world and um, we'd like to share our experience on how that's gone and what we think has gone well and, and what we're still working at. Well, and what works for us and what may necessarily be something that you can use and to help grow your business and you know maybe take some ideas from what we've done. One of the biggest changes in the last two years has been the explosion of social media and probably even before two years, I mean further back than two years, but um, it seems like in this last last couple of years, it's just really... It's definitely the buzzword. Anywhere from MySpace, Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, and there's about 100 other sites that pop up, it seems like, daily right. that you can get involved in. You sign up, post your profile, and, of course, they immediately want you to add all your friends from every contact list you have, every email address you can get your hands on. Each one has presented a new opportunity to present ourselves and interact with a much broader group. We're not just limited to who we can meet in person here in Dallas, but actually we're interacting with people all over the country, which is kind of neat. And clients, I think, are coming to expect that you'll be active in those applications. Yeah, I'm amazed when you read a magazine or anytime you get one of those, here's your weekly deal or weekly newsletter from any sort of store that you shop at or any credit card you have. Everybody now has the Twitter and Facebook icons mm -hmm. on their message. It's follow us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter. I yes. mean, your TV shows, your, you know, everything. Yeah, the news networks, the even primetime shows, they all have, even the characters on primetime shows have, are, their, have own. their own little Twitter profile. We even hear of politicians posting things, CEOs of companies posting their resignations on Twitter. I mean, it's... Actually, it's amazing. It's, it's been amazing, and it's something that we didn't come to very quickly. There was a lot of hemming and hawing on the part, you know, <laughs> my part and on Holly's part, our partner Holly's part, that, you know, gosh, is this something we really want to do? And, you know, it just seems so foreign. Again, that, that idea, if you were seeing last time, that this isn't something architects do. But Laura cut right through that and simply announced to us one day she'd gone to a, a networking event or marketing event about social media simply informed us that oh by the way we're on Facebook yes and I uh, actually told them one day that we were on Twitter and that I was actively tweeting you know to use the terminology and as soon as I said Twitter Holly giggled right <laughs> and I think she probably well, still does giggle she still <laughs> giggles a little bit but I think she's starting to see you know there's a value to it but it was a pretty monumental change for us to suddenly be out there in the public domain in that fashion. And Laura, bless her heart, has dragged us along <laughs> kicking and screaming and it's just plowed through our reserves and said, this is how it's going to be. Luckily, that's really been a, bon you know, a 
bonus for us. Yeah, I think it's it's actually served us well to, um, because we are a young firm and we can sort of step out of our comfort zone and our, our box and, you know, try new things, things that may be a little unconventional to the traditional architecture field. But it's been a great way to meet new people and share ideas. And um, we're in the same boat with a lot of new young companies that are trying new things. So it's a great way to share information. Mm -hmm. And, of course, you're listening to one of the ways we selected to increase our visibility is the Architecture Happy Hour. For anyone who wants to start a podcast, it really is a simple process. And you can do it with very minimal equipment, as we are doing right now. Mm -hmm. Uh, we, We do have friends that do podcasts that have mixing boards and $400 microphones and they've got this really great software, but it doesn't take that. Right. And yeah, you've seen it on TV, especially over last Christmas, the the new flip camera, how that has just taken YouTube by storm, that really you don't have to have professional equipment to put yourself out there. And it is unbelievable how something so simple and what you would think is just benign is will go viral, that it just, somebody forwards it to the next person and... Suddenly you're yeah. a million Suddenly hits later. Suddenly you're on the Today you're, Show. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. Yes. And, you know, and ideally, you know, video podcasting is probably going to be the, the next venue. But starting out an audio podcasting is a way to get your feet wet. And, you know, for me, the best part is, is we can do this in our pajamas. You know, <laughs> we don't have to look pretty. We don't have to be all cleaned up and dress nice, we can just simply, you know, show up in our shorts and flip-flops. Right. Well, and share the important part, which is what the information we want to share with you. And hopefully we're creating a way to just another avenue of interacting with um, folks who love architecture. Exactly. As I have launched us into the social media world, um, a couple of things I've learned that if you are interested in thinking about, you might want to start a Twitter account or Facebook for your business is that you have to be consistent. You have to post with regularity because the worst thing you can do is set up a, an ID on Twitter and then never do anything because then it's, if somebody finds you there and you're not interacting, it's stale and it actually can have a negative effect on, on your perception and how people perceive your business. So you want to be consistent and, more importantly, offer valuable content because you don't want to be the person at the party who is hard-selling everyone because that's a turnoff. Everybody knows that if you are, you know, that's the first person you want to get away from as fast as you possibly can. So consider these social media sites as little cocktail parties. And you want to be the interesting one, the funny one, the one everybody wants to talk to and interact with, because that's how it works. And the whole idea behind it is that as you're forming relationships with these people, you're getting to know them, they're getting to know you. And then beyond that, then they're going to be interested in what you actually do. So I may not need, or I may get to know somebody and then realize, oh, they're actually an engineer or they provide landscape design um, in Frisco, which is a town near Dallas. And that's kind of a second level to just getting to know them. Because I'm going to, there's a lot of people who offer those services, but I'm going to go to the people that I consider friends or that are friendly and that 
there's if you have a choice between two different people who offer a service, you're going to pick the one you want to work with and the one you're comfortable with. Yeah, absolutely. And, and that's you know that that cocktail party sort of I guess mentality that you've formed a more casual relationship mm -hmm. and they're not trying to just come up to you and sell, sell, sell. Right. Well, in the same time, you also don't want to be the person at the party who's talking to everyone about brushing your teeth. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, yeah. That's you, where we get back to the valuable content. content. It's yeah. got to be something that people are interested in. Right. And when you're doing it, doing things like Twitter and Facebook, you have to keep in mind that what you're saying is going to be in the public domain forever. Exactly. So choose your words carefully. And if you think, oh, well, is that something I really want everyone to know? Because everyone is going to know. Mm -hmm. Would you want your grandmother talking about this with her friends after church someday? Or? Exactly. You have to, to weigh what you're doing carefully sometimes and make those right choices and, and just accept that you might have a blunder every once in a while. That's just going to be the way it is. But keep in mind, it's going to be out there forever. So if you're new to the whole world of online social media, the, and you may be a little tentative about getting started, the very first thing that you can do is just make sure that you've got an updated quality website. And these days, there are so many different areas and or, uh, companies that you can go to for fairly inexpensive services of getting a website built. Um, you don't have to do it yourself anymore, and you can get something, say, template-based, or, you know, even having a really nice one-page website is better than nothing at all. Just a splash page works great. Yeah. You know, the, if, if you're just getting started and, you know, this is what you need to do to, to get yourself out there, then, you know, start with a splash page. Right, because it can definitely, I mean, it's a first impression for a lot of people. If you meet somebody, say, at a networking event, chances are they're going to go back to their office the next day with your business card in hand and go straight to your website because they're interested in learning a little bit more, maybe seeing what kind of projects you've done or what uh, kind of experience you have. And um, if that first or second impression is not the quality that they're expecting, that could be a huge turnoff and you may be losing customers that way. Yes, and especially if you have a developed web website and, you know, you've had it for years and... You don't have a webmaster who's you know constantly looking at it, or marketing director who's constantly looking at it and mm -hmm. updating it. You need to go back through and you know look over your web content. Is the company profile current? Are principal profiles current? You know, have you changed your services? You know, all those things add up. You'd be surprised how many people have projects out there that aren't really relevant anymore. Mm -hmm. So if you've got a project that's new and fresh and you want to think, okay, this is the latest thing we've done and you know, we're just really impressed with it, get it onto your website. Yeah. So if you've had a website built and you think, oh, yeah, I've got a website, it's out there, well, you probably need to maintain it a little bit more than that mm -hmm. because it could be affecting the traffic you do have could be affecting the phone calls you get. Right. And when you're going through and reviewing your website, you can also navigate through it. You know, Sit down with it and go through it like you're a new client and see if, you know, how easy is it to find the information that you're looking for? You know, does it take a long time for the site to load? Are all the links still valid? Is there just too much information on there? Go back through and, you know, possibly make it simpler because you don't have to have a huge, complicated, you know, flash-based website to really get your point across and get your profile across. It can be fairly simple, and if people can't find information easily, they're going to go through and simply, well, you know, I don't have time for this, and go on to something else. 
Well, and one thing we learned is that you need to know your audience and you need to know what people are probably looking for when they visit your site. So, for example, our first year and a half that we had our little website up, it was just enough to get some information out there, but we didn't have any images of the work we'd done. And in architecture, that's pretty important. And we actually found out that um, we probably were, you know, missed some opportunities because we didn't have those images on there and people couldn't get an idea of what we did. And so now that we do have our new website up, we've got images and I'm getting great feedback on it. So um, something as simple as that is showing what you do can make a huge difference. And along the same lines as reaching out to your online community through the social media and website, you also want to make sure that you're connecting with the people in your own community. And you can do that pretty easily through different chambers of commerce around your town. A lot of times there will be chambers of commerce within your own city. There's not just one. There's volunteer groups. For example, you can do a lot of volunteer and humanitarian type work through Rotary and um, Junior League. Yeah, you don't have to look very far to find good opportunities to to meet people that you may not have otherwise known. Um, you can join a committee at your child's school or um, do something like Habitat for Humanity or um, even just participate in, in um, helping a charity golf tournament or something like that uh, in your neighborhood. Yeah, even homeowners associations, oftentimes you'll, you know, a lot of times we get home and we close the door and we don't know who our neighbors are, but if you can get out and get involved, um, that's a great way to meet new people. Well, and it's a great way to help influence your community mm -hmm. because, you know, if, if you're volunteering at a chamber of commerce, you're going to see what new businesses are coming into your area mm -hmm. and how the city's developing, you know, certain parts of the, the community and really get involved in how to, you know, how do we help shape that as architects. Right. And really, you know, improve our community. Which brings us to our final point and that's to establish yourself as a resource and an expert in your area because you if you're a professional you do have skills and you have things that other people can't do so it's great to be able to contribute and to collaborate with other people in your community and share your add value right. yeah share your expertise and you know if it's a simple community project you know maybe they they're doing a little park you know, clean up or they're doing a little park addition or something simple, but, you know. Yeah, if you have experience being a project manager or, you know, you are really good at spreadsheets. I mean, whatever the, even this tiniest little thing, that skill could be valuable to success of a project or a committee. If you want to contribute and be a resource, you can volunteer to be a guest speaker at a community meeting. Even something as small as your homeowners association, if you can stand up and speak on the trends in kitchen design or ways to improve your home value, that could be a really um, helpful piece of information for them. And it's something that we deal with every day, but to somebody else who's not in our industry, it's actually maybe possibly a new concept. Right. And, and don't be afraid also to get out there and write articles for, you know, your local, well, in this case, your homeowner's newsletter or mm -hmm. even a local community newspaper because... There are people in your community who are interested in architecture, who are interested in design, and it may be a great you know, opportunity to reach out to them. Mm -hmm. Now, understand, too, that if you're writing something, make sure that you're, you know, writing well. Yeah, and that you've uh, got your facts straight. You have your facts straight. And, and if you feel like, you know, there's 
you know, you you have something you want to say, but maybe you don't quite know how to say it, then you know, feel free to collaborate with someone. Yeah, that's and, a great idea. And get out there and you know, say what you want to say and say what you you know you want the community to hear. Right, and a lot of times, especially if you're approaching a, a published you know newspaper or magazine, they have editors and they have. They oftentimes they scramble for content, so they're happy to welcome a guest writer into their ranks, and they will give you the resources that you need to to make it a successful piece. And there's a is it a website that does it? It's uh, Haro H A R O. Yeah, there's a, a new well, it's not new. It's been around for a while, but a site called Help a Reporter Out, and they shorten it to H A R O. Um, and if you just search that on the internet, you can find the site. And it's actually a neat um, opportunity for journalists to post the article, articles that they're working on and request contributors to the articles. So somebody may say, we are doing an a article on changing your house to be accessible for elderly family members. And so they are looking for expert contributors to an article like that and so you can respond to them the service the helper reporter out actually puts out three emails a day and you can just peruse them and respond to whatever you want to and a lot of times what I have found is that I'll see something that one of my friends or networking colleagues may be interested in and I'll forward that on to them and you would not believe the response I get everybody is so appreciative that I thought of them and that I took the time to forward that on because it's an opportunity if it's a good fit for them it's an opportunity for them to promote their business and, and establish themselves as a resource and, a, and as an expert in their industry one thing that we haven't touched on yet and that uh, I keep saying it's on my to-do list but you can start a blog if you don't necessarily want to approach a publication start your blog start a blog and you can be your own publisher you can offer content you can this is another nice segue into the social media arena if you want to get started with a blog and then start your other Facebook and Twitter because then you can post your link to your blog on those sites and it creates more traffic for your blog and your website. And just like the website, there are you know, website um, hosting companies and template companies. There are websites out there that will host your blog so you don't have to suddenly, okay, well, I've got to have server space and right. you know, how am I going to you know, get people you know, to this site? Mm -hmm. and there are companies out there that are going to take care of that for you. So if it's something you're interested in doing, you know, start doing some research online and get out there and, you know, get your voice heard. Yeah, you can actually get set up for free on WordPress. Um, WordPress.com, I think, is is the site. And you just get on there and sign up and away you go. And that's all it takes. Again, bear in mind that you want to be careful about what you say sometimes because it's going to be out there forever. Yeah, and please proofread. <laughs> I read a lot of blogs, and its I don't come across it very often, but a spelling mistake speaks volumes. So do take your time and publish carefully. The world is your oyster, and you can pretty much put yourself out there as much as you want. Yeah, and, you know, and like all the other items, it's a great way to market yourself. The common thread through all of these ways that we've been marketing that we've talked about today and on our previous podcast is that you really want to build relationships. The whole idea is that you you get back what you give. So if you approach all of this with a giving attitude, it's going to serve you well because if you are providing valuable content and you're being a resource for those around you, 
they will come to know you as a credible, trustworthy, valuable business partner, and they will be happy to refer business to you. And that's really what it's all about. And if you want to get to know more about us and, you know, find some additional information, you can always visit us at our website. It's www.hpdarch.com. And you can always follow us on Facebook and Twitter and check out our profiles on LinkedIn. And don't forget, if you're in the Dallas area, please come by and visit us at the Architecture Happy Hour Meetup Group. We will be having our first happy hour on February 17th. And uh, go on to meetup.com, find our group, join us, and RSVP. And hopefully we'll see you there. For now, this is Larry. And Laura. And we'll talk with you next time. Thanks. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.